Hey, food friends, and welcome to the Food Founders Podcast, your number one spot to get mentoring, guidance, and behind the scene learnings to help you understand what it really takes to launch, grow, and scale your packaged food or beverage business. On the show, you'll hear from food founders at various stages of growth, and you'll hear from me and my 14 years of packaged food and beverage experience. Each episode is packed with insights, inspiration, and learning to help you on your food business journey. I'm your host, Ainsley, and this is the Food Founders Podcast. Before we jump into today's show, I want to thank our sponsor, the Food Brands That Sell program. Food Brands That Sell is a six-week deep dive into the CPG industry and teaches you how to win within that industry by creating a brand that you, retailers, and consumers love. Here's what a recent alumni had to say about the program. I am so grateful that I chose to do Food Brands That Sell. I learned so much about myself, my journey, and my company. These six weeks changed how I'm doing my business, and I can see the difference already. I no longer feel alone. If you aren't already on the waitlist, hop on over to foodbrandsthatsellwaitlist.com or grab the link below to make sure that you are first to know when the program is accepting new students. All right, let's dive into today's hey, episode. Hey, food friends, and welcome to the Food Founders Podcast. Today, I'm excited to have the co-founders of Buck on the show with me today. We've got Peter and Jason, and they are going to be diving into what Buck is, how to live a Buck life, and how to have a brand that is not only good for profitability, good for people, but good for the planet as well. So Peter, Jason, welcome to the Food Founders Podcast. Thank you, Ainsley. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Master Chief. Absolutely. Thank you ever so much for having us, Ainsley. And uh, we look forward to getting started with this. Awesome. Can you open it up and just share with everyone what on earth is Buck? Sure. Maybe I'll start with this one. Buck is a bold statement in goodness. We really believe that there's an innate goodness in people. There's an innate goodness in this planet. And we're looking to bring that goodness from the planet in the form of buckwheat-based beverages and buckwheat-based products. So it's part philosophy and part amazing, yummy, delicious, nutritious buckwheat beverages and products. I just want to say I love how how you just answer that even lives and breathes what your brand is all about. You didn't even like go right into we sell this product. You're talking about your mission and what you guys really want to stand for. And the product is a way that you can make that impact on the world. Why Why is that important to you guys? And why did you want to create a food business to bring that to life? Peter, that's uh, yours, buddy. Uh, Peter here. Yes, I got into this space accidentally. And my background is technology. As a technologist, you analyze a lot of things. You think like, a machine, uh, you think like how it would be executed. I got two children um, that, and I grew up with milk. I grew up with milk. And my children at first did milk, but then they were starting to develop some rashes and you can't figure out what it was. Maybe it's the bed sheets. Maybe it's this one. Maybe it's that. Uh, the end of the day, you can't figure it out anymore. Maybe it's, um, you ask the allergy doctor. I can't remember how you say that. 
what it is. So they don't have the allergy. Okay, fine. Um, so now you go to a naturopath. Naturopath says, well, you know what? This is what you need to do. You need to reduce, blah, blah, blah. And then so, okay, uh, fantastic. Um, and you have to do that exercise throughout the years. And throughout the years, um, you got two children. They have two different kinds of of symptoms and they don't react, they don't act, react well with milk. There's nothing wrong with milk. Milk is fantastic, but it's not about the cows. It's not about, but for some reason, it creates some kind of sensitivity. Same thing with cereals. I grew up with cereals, normal cereals, cornflakes, all that jazz. And it's just cornflakes. But then we kind of, over the years, you kind of figure out, oh, the um, ingredients, if you look at the ingredients, it becomes longer and longer. And you got two children. How do you do this? You got to balance. And so as a, as a parent, my wife and I, we kind of, you know, we struggle in trying to read ingredients. Oh, it's this one. It's that one. It looks so simple. But in the end, um, you know, you kind of just have to understand. And to understand it, you need to just dig in to the bare bones of how you how cornflakes is made. I mean, it's they're they're a great company, but they have they also mean well. In our case, the way we did things is that everybody talks about climate change. Everybody talks about oh, what's good for the planet. So the way we had approached the way the, the food stuff, we look at the whole ecosystem around it. Sorry, I'm talking too much, but <laughs> The whole ecosystem, what's good for the planet, what's good for the planet. It's not just like everybody's going towards avocados. Avocado oil is fantastic. It has rich, rich, rich. They said, oh, almonds is fantastic. It's rich in protein. Oh, it's soy is great. It's this. But in the end, if you start digging into the bottom part of it, oh, it's, um, I'm not saying I'm not bashing anybody. It's, that's not what it means. That's not what who we are. We just basically like to find a crop that's good for the planet that's um that actually does jason can talk eloquently about this but that's good for the planet that's good for the farmers buckwheat has been growing for the last six thousand years and it grows abundantly across the world and canada was once the uh, canada and the united states was once the largest exporter of this crop this fantastic crop requires less water rich in amino acid essential amino acids Sorry, I don't know, Jason, you got to, <laughs> I talk yeah, too much, so, you got to talk. No, no, that's great. So you found your children were dealing with this allergy. And I love that you just, you created your technology background comes through it where you dug deep to understand what was really potentially causing these issues. And like a great technologist, you created a solution based on, based on what you found And buckwheat is that solution. And, and buckwheat is, is a really powerful ingredient. As you said, it's been around for a long, Six, long time, yep. 6,000 yes. years. And, and it's a very regenerative crop as well. Part of the story that uh, maybe Peter isn't telling is it's also about the maturity of life. As we get older, it becomes less about us. You know, when you're 20, it's all about you. When you're 30, you think you know it all. By 40, you realize you don't know it all. And then you start to grow and maybe other people grow a little bit quicker. But I think in Peter's case, he spent enough life in terms of understanding really what's important. Family, hugely important. The environment in which we live, it's a beautiful place. This earth is beautiful. How do we respect it to the utmost degree? How do we empower people to the utmost degree? How do we take all this wonderful beauty that we have here from a technologist's perspective and make these amazing products that literally regenerate the earth and are great for you? And how do we create a company culture that supports all of that 
in summary, I think that's really what it is from a perspective of a need and a want of a parent. Thank you, Jason. Uh, thank you for the. I, I knew it. I knew it. I'm the official. I'm the official Peter translator. Sometimes, so Peter is amazing. He's got this vision. He has pre like he prepaves. He understands things. Uh, he speaks multiple languages. So sometimes the translations from the different languages and how it comes through. Yeah, I'm just I'm his resident interpreter. Sometimes we work really well together. We have a bit of magic for sure. I was going to comment on the dynamic between the two of you. It's incredible. I mean, I've met you guys a couple of times, spoke with you a couple of times. And the dynamic is is amazing to see two co-founders like that. You guys knew each other from a previous life as well. But talk to me about how you guys do work so well together and how you were trying to breed this culture of Buck throughout everything that you're doing. Let me start with just kind of how we reconnected and then I'll, I'll pass it over to Peter. I was working at an energy company and I just wasn't crazy about the environmental footprint that I was creating. I did feel like it was a positive step in the right direction. I was working for a liquefied natural gas company and it was good. I really liked the people there. The founder was amazing too. But one day I just decided I wanted to do something more for everybody, for people and, and for food. So I left, uh, that was in 2019, and I took four or five months off just really getting grounded with what I wanted and who I was. And I was fortunate enough to be able to do that uh, from a monetary perspective. And I'd spent like four months, not kidding you, meditating, doing yoga, doing exercise, you know, thinking from a really high perspective. And I could just feel something good that was coming along. And I pick up the phone this one time and it's Peter on the other line. And I said, Peter, I'm a yes. Whatever you're about to say, I can feel it. I can feel you. If you're calling me right now in this moment, because I believe that we attract the things that, you know, and if you're ready to have the type of conversations I want to have in my life, I'm a yes. And he's like, oh, you don't even know what I'm about to say, but okay, we listen to him. And then he, he laid out this vision of this buckwheat product that he had been working through and figuring out and, you know, testing in his kitchen. And I was, I was, I'm like, absolutely. I'm a, I'm even more of a yes. So the reason why it works so well, Peter's our CEO. He's had the idea. Yes, I'm a co-founder and I've really helped build this from the ground up, but it's, it starts with him. What I noticed and what I was attracted to is there is a deep, deep reverence for people in terms of how they are. Not just accepting their differences, but celebrating it. I didn't know how to describe it at the time, but when we talked in that initial conversation, I could feel that. I could feel his celebration of who I was and that I would be not just welcomed in the company, but a major contributor to the company in the way that really works for me. That's where it started for me. Anyways, that was my perspective and the reason why I feel like I work very well with Peter. I'll pass it over to Peter and he can describe maybe the other way around. Maybe it's not as good. Maybe he just puts up with me. But uh, yeah, I'd love to hear his perspective. Jason gives too much credit for such a small guy here. <laughs> yeah, Peter here. Yes, I um, love people. I always think about them as opposed to me. I think what they think and I'd like to put always them in front of me. I try to anticipate how they would react. That is me. It took us longer to get to where we are today. A lot of research, a lot of research, a lot of testing. We could have been an artisan, a type of beverage, food and beverage company, but uh, we did not want to follow. And when Jason described to me, the, he called, started this thing up called alignment. His terminology of where we are today it's about alignment. And uh, Jason can talk more about the alignment piece. He's 
as opposed to me. But um, we are aligned and every week or maybe every twice a week, we always realign, realign, realign. It's like husband and wife. Well, Chi Chen Chong or whatever you want to call it. It's just I like, prefer the brother yeah. analogy or Chi Chen Chong. There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, the bro- brother, 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 brother. It's just open communication. We we have disagreements, but it's like disagreement in a good sense, not like, well, darn it. Sorry. Uh, you're right. Yeah. So, um, Jason, talk about the alignment, please, in an eloquent yeah, I would, way. I would love to know what you guys... Like what these alignment sessions look like for you guys, because it is, I mean, it's a tough thing to do. And I think it's so important so that the company continuously goes in the direction that you guys are intending it to versus sometimes we can veer off. And before you know it, you wake up and you're like, this is not where we're supposed to be to get here. So walk us through what your alignment check-ins look like. Absolutely. Let's talk about alignment first. I talked to Peter about this. I mentioned I had an experience where I rode a bike and the back tire slowly got misaligned. It was rubbing up against the side of the bike frame. I didn't notice until the very end of the hour that I was just tired as anything, but it occurred to me, I'm like, I rode a bike that was misaligned. Where else in my life am I doing that? Where we just pedal because we're supposed to be on a track and we go forward, but yet there's something that we're ignoring. That's the back tire that's rubbing up against there. When you spend time and fix that tire and realign it, well, you can climb up that mountain together. And so there's a feeling. There's a feeling of riding your bike with a tire that's rubbing up against the side. And there's a feeling of riding your bike when it's clear and when it's um, aligned. Peter and I have become familiar with what that feeling is and the language and understanding that we give each other would be about that. We're having a conversation at five o'clock. Peter, I'm not aligned right now. I can't think about this in a way that's actually going to create meaningful contribution. From alignment, the second word that we talk a lot about is clarity. Oh, I love clarity. And so does Peter. Peter's so good at really bringing home clarity and Uh, The language that we use, and we just used it uh, yesterday, Peter um, called me and we only only had a five-minute window, but it was a really specific topic on the structure of our company. And he said, I've achieved clarity with X, Y, and Z. Let me tell you about it. So now there's, in me, there's no resistance. I'm open to what his suggestion is. And he says it. We only have five minutes between the next meeting. I said, great. Let me get a line to it and let me come back with you in terms of where I'm at. Well, we had our meetings and within an hour, the next before the next meeting, I just said, Peter, I'm aligned to your clarity. I understand it. I feel it. I know it. Let's move forward and talk about how we can move forward into it. That conversation could have taken three hours. It took 10 minutes. And if we can constantly do that and committed to that state of alignment and clarity, which um, for many people comes in different ways. You know, we found a way to get there um, through meditation, through prayer, through faith. All of that is kind of combined in here. And there's a deep acceptance of each other and a deep understanding of, of, of that language. So we, 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 we carry that culture throughout the entire company. We all work remotely. I mean, that is what it is today. You just got to have to live with it. Now, how do you do it? Even though you don't do engagement in a real working space, we just kind of have to do it. And we carry that not just within our company, but with our customers. It's not just a matter of putting our products on the shelves. It's about how to contribute into that whole ecosystem of getting it out to the customer's hands. We provided 
the mechanism to put it and make it reachable to customers. But then at the same time, we need to be able to support the retailers that are helping us to make it happen. So, and then at the same time, we want to build that trust. So we have this give back campaign. During COVID, we're so thankful that we are still alive while other businesses are suffering. Now that is like, oh my goodness. So we're thankful. In light of that, what we did is we did this matching program and we would love to give it to the food banks. We started this. We started this even though we're at our infancy. We Our goal is to feed a million people to, well, more than that, uh, Master Chief, if you could expound on that, please, in a shorter uh, way. <laughs> sure. So we're looking to give a million of our buck units to families, say four servings in one of ours. So yeah, absolutely a million families, but maybe more people. Uh, the idea is people have changing dietary needs. A lot of people in the food banks are people that have been either marginalized or um, new entrants into Canada or the U.S. And they have different restrictions um, now. So how do we help them as well? And it's been very well received. It's just, it's part of the culture of who we are. From our perspective, if somebody donates, we'll donate in like match. How that helps us is it creates a brand awareness. It creates our culture. It also helps create economies of scale for us if we can get some more volume and then how it creates, you know, some goodness in these families as well. And I've got a feeling, I can feel it out there that the same feeling that I've had with Peter before I picked up the phone, I can feel it right now in this very moment. Actually, it's very strong. There is going to be somebody from this campaign we're going to give to them and they're going to be super important to our company. It's actually almost making me cry right now because I can feel it. So you follow the goodness and you trust in that goodness. And that's what Master Chief was explaining about, about how do we trust and follow that goodness. So this is partly who we are. It's so deep within both of your DNA and within the company's DNA, this goodness and this alignment to following what is good and and doing pieces that, yeah, let's be honest, a lot of companies don't give back at the beginning because they're focused on and you guys have really built from the ground up people, profit, and our planet here as well. And and that is, you know, not an easy thing to do. And it's something that a lot of companies don't. But, you know, I can tell that that is so aligned to who you both are that I couldn't imagine you guys doing the company any other way because it's just so aligned to you uh, and, and who you guys are. I think um, it's... As a society, we're getting our head around what value actually means. You know, early, mid-50s, 1950s, value meant profit. That was it. Like, there was very little conversation around that. You, As you start moving up, obviously, the 70s starts to hit on environment, kind of goes away in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, starts making the trend back. I really feel like that's expanding in the common kind of arena that we're all ecosystem that we're playing in and value isn't just about money you have so many people that have money and they're not rich inside and so people are starting to understand that you know instead of moving your goalpost i'm going to be happy when i have a new house i thought that was a key i had a house um with my brother when i was 30 and then i was like this is just a house this isn't it this wasn't the big moment that i've been waiting for and that's what's attractive about peter is it's not about the money it's about that richness of life and part of that is honoring the goodness of people, of goodness of the planet, and we start from there. We've been lucky enough to attract investors that are supportive of this view. Um, our major investor that has come on board is uh, a local celebrity here, really, Brad Newell. He's, uh, his company is called King of Floors, 
And what we loved about him is he really supported us in this ethos. And he came to us when we were investing. And he said, yeah, I want to invest in you guys. I want to make millions because I'm going to give it all away to mental health. I was like, whoa. I'm like, there's a guy that I will follow to the end of the earth, right? Just, And he has been nothing but supportive in any way that he can, including sometimes there's this one store um, in Surrey that he'll go to. And if he's there and somebody's there and they haven't tried it, he'll just give him a, he'll give it. He's like, put it on my tap. Try this buck. It's amazing. It's the best milk ever. And the way that just he's so yeah, celebrates us as champions is amazing. That, that getting the product in people's mouths is so important and having the right people around you. I mean, that's how the company is going to grow with your vision, like your example with the wheel that was misaligned. Having every single person on the same page and being aligned makes the world of a difference. Can you talk to me about that, that piece when you were raising funds for the company? What did that look like for you? Was it in the early stages? And were you guys very clear and, and forthcoming with the fact that like you didn't just want money, you wanted like people that were aligned to your company and, and wanted to give, give back and be a part of that as well? Like, how did you go about raising funds and making sure that it was still aligned to, to your culture? Uh, during COVID, let me answer. This is Peter. COVID is a, such a, oh my goodness, this is a beast. And I can feel all entrepreneurs out there. Oh my goodness, you got to run. And at the same time, oh, how much time? How much cash? Oh, how much this? How much? Oh my goodness. So we're very, 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 very thankful. And we feel very blessed. And that's why we give back at the early stages. We have to keep finding, keep hammering, not hammering, but keep trying and be just put your heart in it and then be don't give up don't give up and um there's always faith now for from in our point my i i'm i have lots of faith that it's going to happen but you just don't stop it's always how you get back onto the saddle that's important it's not about oh gosh i fell uh, what am i gonna do you gotta get back up there that's how we look at it and we will always think that there's somebody out there that is aligned with you and you just gotta have to look for it. Sorry. And that's, that's no, it's, it's, it's really good. So blend that with the alignment piece. We know what we're wanting to be aligned to and we have a really good understanding of what that feels like. How the money came in is a pretty, in my perspective, a magical piece. Uh, we did keep on getting back up on the horse. We had a look Early on, we had a conversation with a capital person who said that you're worth like nothing. And to give you any type of money, I'm going to own 95% of you. And so instead of making her wrong for that comment, I was like, if I can accept that, then I know that it's an individual or individuals that really understand our worth. And so we kind of closed off to the private capital from a company perspective. If there was somebody investing in us, we would kind of put up our hand every now and again. But And those companies really had to align with us. There was one company in the States that had, and what was really great about them when we were putting up our hand, they had literally said they were going to invest in us. So like, yes, we're going to invest in you. And they ended up um, going cold on us. I actually just didn't even hear back from them after that conversation. But what was amazing about it, for two weeks, we were on this absolute high that we knew this company was going to invest in us. And it was right around then, this story kind of developed right in, in amongst that feeling. We produced our buckwheat uh, gelato first before our milk. Our milk was taking a little bit longer. We produced our gelato and what felt good, and I call this follow the breadcrumb story, it felt good to go to a farmer's market and sell. So we sell our gelato and it's our first packaging and it's raining out and here's Peter and he's just like 
excited to be there. And he's like attracting all these people. He's like, this is the best thing on earth. You have to try it. And then I'm a pretty good salesperson. So I was closing, he was bringing them in and I was closing. Well, we ended up selling out of all of our product. Next week, we do the same thing. Again, weather's no better. It's like end of October, it's rainy. It's like this, we're in the Pacific Northwest, right? This um, bright little bunny comes up. She's 19 years old. She wants to do a social media stuff for us. So she posts. It gets picked up at a vegan store. The vegan store picks up the post and says, oh, hey, I saw that you're at this market. I want your products. I'm like, you don't even know what our price is. She's like, I don't care. Just bring them over. Tell us what the price is. Great. It's about eight units of ice cream. I'm like, I'm not that excited. It's eight units, but it felt good. Okay. Follow the breadcrumbs. We go. Next week, another order from them. Next week, double the order. Next week, another order. So then I call her. I'm like, what's going on? Well, there's a guy in here. He's eating all your ice cream. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, apparently he took, you know, five nights and every night he took one of our ice creams. You look at the gelato and it's like 540 calories for the whole thing. So he's like, well, I could either have this or I could have dinner. So he had that. Um, And he kept on, as he described it, he was eating it and he was thinking about the possibilities of Buck and what it would be. Nicole, hi, we've got this uh, gentleman. His name is Brad Newell. He's one of my customers. He's been trying your ice cream or your gelato. And um, he says he wants to invest. He wants to, uh, okay, so now we're having a conversation with him. And then he invested a, a really meaningful amount of money in our company. And it's, it was really about following the breadcrumbs of what felt great and that boldness to get back up. It's raining. We'll get back on the horse and get out there. It's, you know, only eight orders. Well, you're riding a little bit. Celebrate. You might have fallen. Get back up. Let's do this. There's, there's no reason why the rain has to stop us. There's no reason why a small order has to stop us. It turned out, yeah, four months later, we got the money from Brad. And that's how we do things. Okay. That sums up your guys' business in so many ways. Like actually in terms of we're going to listen internally. We're going to do the things and the people and places. It, it just it seems to fall into place. Obviously, there's a ton of hard work going in, but it's also like being open and listening to what the universe is giving you back, which is a really interesting piece. And it seems like that is a consistent theme for your business, which is incredible. It comes back to that alignment piece. I think Peter has come to it from a different way. Like when he mentioned he has faith, that's like when he puts on his faith, that's his superpower. Like when he just really trusts in the goodness of all things, he gets there through that way. I get there from a more technical approach where I'm busy trying to think good thoughts. I'm busy doing my meditation. Like I really work at it hard. Peter comes through it through a more natural faith and surrender. We talk about surrendering and often tell me, tell me about surrendering master chief. Cause often he'll be like, Jason, I think it's time to surrender on this one. And I'm like, no, it's not. And he's like, mm, maybe it is. So I don't know. Uh, Peter talk about, talk about surrendering. You just kind of have to close your eyes and just surrender. And when you, well, I don't want to bring in religion in here, but when I pray and then I just just follow it, not even doubt, even though people say drop things on me about negative stuff, I just don't think about it. I just move forward. And that is for me what surrendering means and just follow it. And just, like, I met, just like we met you, Ainsley, when I saw you and your partner walking by Lonsdale Key, I just said, Come, 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 right? And, that, and and then you came and then you started tasting it and then you just said, this is amazing. And I don't know. And then here we are today. And who, who knew that you are doing videos or... Uh, uh, in, podcasts. Yeah, yeah, podcasts. There you go. So 
Yeah. I think if I would translate it in my language, uh, surrender is about um, acknowledging that there's goodness and allowing yourself to follow that. Like I've, I've learned how to follow Peter's goodness. Like there's, there's goodness in this, there's goodness in this, you know, beautiful, bright women over here. Let's bring her over, taste our gelato at Lonsdale Key. And it's turned into this, right? Because I did. I noticed that interaction out of the corner of my eye. And I'm like, oh, there there Peter goes again, right? And yeah, I could just feel it. It was. It's like, there's something good here. I often hear that from Peter. There's something good here. And when I hear that, I just sit in it and be like, ooh, I like goodness. Let's see how we can expand the goodness. Yeah, that's, I, I love that. It is, it is, surrender to Jakey Keith business it is so hard for a lot of people because i think they need to push 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 versus actually going inwards which you guys are both really great at in your own ways to listen to that and follow that goodness and and i love that you know you guys are now on the show talking about this from literal i was in vancouver for like three weeks and happened to go to that market at one time and when I saw the product, it was like, there's something here. And this is, you know, there's a lot of products at markets and some of them are great. And, you know, I've been in the industry long enough to know the ones that have potentially more potential, if you will, because it's not just about the product. It is about the people and the products. Fantastic. What Buckwheat does is fantastic. And how you guys articulate that and that contagiousness that comes from you both about the product I can imagine does not go unnoticed by your partners in the industry by retailers uh, by consumers and and all the partners that you have to bring the product to life because you and I both know the product is one piece but it's certainly not the only piece of the puzzle and there's so much more to that and that comes across very very clearly for you guys it's going to be really interesting this next pattern or growth I study a lot of flow state. I study exponential growth. Nature is actually built on exponential growth if you actually really study it. And when you look at exponential growth and it's that whole, even the checkers, you know, give me a penny on each checker square. And by the end, it's like, I don't know how many millions of dollars it is, right? Nature grows exponentially. The way it does it though, is a lot of that exponential before a flower blooms, you've got to see the seed plants itself and it's growing depth and deep. You can't see it, but you know, there's going to be a flower, but you can't see it. And then all of a sudden, maybe four months later, after it's done, it's exponential growth work in a fertile ground, it pops up. It's the first sign. Well, you don't go cutting off the flower when it's just sprouted, but yet we have a tendency in business to do that. And there's pressures right now. There's pressures to increase your sales. Every company has that. Increase your sales, lower your costs, do it now, do it by this first order. So do you cut off the flower and try to sell this non-bloomed flower? No, you let it exponentially grow in a stock. And then all of a sudden when it does bloom, there's another exponential growth of this bloom and it's the beauty. Now's the time to cut the flower, take it to the market and sell your flower. But there's an elegance to try to manage that the whole way. And there is also some intelligence about how do you speed up the growth, right? Yeah, make sure you water it. Make sure you're tending to it. Are you giving it enough sunlight? Are you encouraging enough? Is there Are there other stuff that you can do? Should you be planting more flowers? Do you have enough space? Do you have to think about the plot behind you that you should be planting flowers in? So there are, there are some really key things that you have to do. And it is that blend of aligning to the exponential growth that's naturally based here. And then moving forward with a timing that really fits well. And I really feel like the timing is now. You're going to see us be really bold in the next year. It's going to national. 
across Canada. We're entering into the States next year. We have an agreement that we're super close to signing um, for a private label over in Europe. We are super close on an agreement to be exporting out to China. I think what people are going to see is 2022 is going to be an exponential bloom. Our flower is going to bloom. You're going to see it and people are going to be like, whoa, where did these guys come from? But it has been a practiced alignment, like a very diligent, Are we? do we have clarity? Are we aligned? Do we go forward? How do we go forward? Here's the clarity. Here's the alignment. How do we go forward? And yeah, there's there's been a couple conversations that are uh, increase in voice uh, volume. <laughs> um, at the end of the day, I believe that uh, anger never destroys love and love is always there, period. I think Peter gets to it in a different way. So I can have an argument and I can let it go. It's not an argument. It's just an unaligned conversation that has created the space for more clarity. And what we're wanting is is that more aligned, calm, trusting goodness. And sometimes there's stuff in the way and the easiest way is to kind of be a little bit angry about it. But I prefer to have it in a more elegant way. And Peter's way older than I am. I'm the young buck here. So he's leading the way in, in how to be like that more often I, versus I, I, I me thought, being an ignorant child, as, I, as I Peter would call me. I thought older than I am. <laughs> I've, well, got less, I've got less hair. Yeah, just to- but in, in alignment, talking about alignment, we, will, we are looking into, not looking, we will be doing some manufacturing in Mexico and distributing into Mexico. Uh, starting with Mexico City. This is uh, coming up this October. So yes, our products will be in the shelves in Mexico uh, City. So um, watch out for us, please. You're also going to see some really bold social media pieces. Um, got a funny call out. I don't know how long this is going to take. I think it'll probably be lining up right as it comes out. But to Ryan Reynolds, we're going to ask him to get buck naked for a good cause because he's from Vancouver. He's a Vancouver boy. And it's going to be a funny video. I'm shooting it next week and I'm going to be somewhat buck naked as I shoot the video. And it's bold because I'm not in shape anymore. I used to be in shape. So I'm going to rock the dad bod and just go for it. Uh, I love it. You guys are really, you live and breathe your brand in so many ways with the aligned piece, with the buck piece, um, and really doing things big and bold. And that is absolutely necessary for getting noticed out there. And I mean, you guys have a product that more people need to know about because I mean, not only does it taste great, but it does so, so good for the body and for the planet. For anyone who does not know about the benefits of buckwheat, could we touch on that for a moment? Just for anyone who's like, oh, what's it going to taste like? Is it good for me? Like, why is it so good for the planet? And for people. Master, Master Chief, you want me to start or you want to start? Why don't you start and then I'll do the okay. translation. <laughs> okay. Hey, hey, all right, right. But buckwheat, buckwheat essentially requires less water than any other cereal crop. Uh, cereal crops means wheat, oats, anything that like rice, those are cereals. Then you have the pseudo cereals, which is like quinoa, flax. That includes uh, buckwheat. It doesn't require a lot of water and it does actually... Buckwheat grows on poor soil. If you will notice in most countries like Russia, Ukraine, China, they have an abundance of buckwheat. And because when you harvest it, the soil is ripe for planting the next crop and you didn't have to fertilize it. So it's a, it's a rotational crop. So in a perspective of a farmer's uh, point of view, they don't have to do a lot of inputs. That means water, fertilizer, and a lot of work herbicides not needed, pesticides not needed, a lot of times not needed, and it defeats weeds. 
So because it grows like a canopy, that's one. Second one is that it's rich in amino acids. One of them is the essential amino acids that your body do not produce. And the rating of um, buckwheat protein is much higher than a lot of the cereal crops. Third one is that it has rutin. Rutin is used by for the heart, the blood vessels of your um, how your body works. And that's only found in asparagus and some of the meats. So in a perspective of health, may it be cardiovascular, may it be brain health or mental health. It is definitely um, important, especially today. So that whole ecosystem of contributing to the planet, because we're not using blue water. Blue water means like uh, water that you drink. You don't need to over-fertilize or fertilize, add chemicals into the environment. And the next one would be attracts bees. So have you seen bees going into a rice field or to an oat field? Have you seen? So this is one of the things that we are happy about that bees love buckwheat. So if you've tasted buckwheat honey, that is one of the most potent honey that competes with Manuka. Um, yes. That's so, it. yeah, I think you did a great job there. A couple other little ones just on the side from a health perspective. Uh, it's considered a prebiotic. So it helps feed like acidophilus and all those great things. It has natural minerals like copper, manganese, zinc, a little bit of uh, calcium and natural source of iron. We add some calcium to our milk there. All of those are great for your bone density. So the list just goes on and on. There's a whole bunch of other things about good for you. It, it is a superfood. What we'd love about it, if you if you take a couple of those aspects, how does it grow in poor soil? It does this really cool thing. When it grows its roots, it actually releases a chemical that allows from inorganic phosphates to turn into organic phosphates that now it can access and that other plants can access. So here's a plant that takes from the soil, takes from the sun, gives back to the soil and gives this really cool seed. What an amazing principle. It's kind of like this receiving and giving at the same time. Awesome. The fact that it's really good for your heart. Oh, I love that. That speaks to who we are. I'd love when we come from a heart-centered perspective. Yes, I want to support rootin inside of the buckwheat to enable more cardiovascular strength and the heart strength. There's just so much to love about buckwheat. And then I think the key is nobody's been creative with it. It naturally has some notes that you need to know how to play with. But like any instrument, it's going to play the notes it's designed to play. You just have to learn how to play it. And I don't think a lot of people have learned how to play the notes of Buckbeat, which we have. Our products are elevated. We have a chef. Uh, his name is Olivier Skidicat. He's classically trained in French cuisine from Belgium. He's 70. He's got an amazing story. Being a chef at some really high-end restaurants and opened up schools, when he was 40-ish, 45-ish, he became a single dad. And he thought it was really important to spend time with his kids. So he actually took a job uh, in the industry versus in becoming, like, developing his, his businesses as a chef because he just couldn't stay up that late and everything else. We met him along the way. He since retired from that. And we just said, hey, here's a wonderful product. What can you do with it? He helped finalize the formulation of the milk. The milk uh, intelligence really came from uh, Peter to start. And then he brought this gelato this one uh, summer. And then we're just like, wow, you've just matched the quality of the milk and even more flavorful with some of the, the gelato flavors, which you can play with a bit more. And it's been a thing. It's just, it, it's a thing. 
yeah, buckwheat is representative of exactly what your company culture is and how like it is so aligned to you guys and the company and how you're building it, which is which is amazing with the like giving back and taking like that's so natural in your DNA. Alignment coming through again, even in the ingredients that you guys are using. It's incredible. And the product is incredible. Um, I absolutely loved, loved, loved tasting it. As we are wrapping up here, I'd love to hear from both of you. And we've given lots of words of wisdom throughout throughout the show. For anyone who is at those beginning phases and Peter, maybe at the same place where you were, where you saw a need and you wanted to create something. Someone is at those beginning stages, either wanting to bring something to market and they haven't yet, or in if they're in those very early stages of bringing a brand to life, what advice do you do you have for those founders? Yes, well, the way I look at life, we started naked. When we are born, we don't have anything. We just trust in what is put in front of us. You follow your parents or whatever they believe is great for you. And during that point in time, you just have to, as a child, you don't know, you just kind of have to follow. And going through life, we say to ourselves, uh, in the end, we, what have you achieved? Well, maybe I have a, just like what Jason was saying, you have a ton of money or maybe not, or you have um, done, you've climbed Mount Everest and then what's next? For us, what do you leave behind is important. When we came to earth or to this planet, it was so fantastic. And there's more generations to come, more decades, more centuries to come. And do we leave it better or do we leave it worse? I prefer the better part. So how can we do it and that's how we look at our company the people that we bring in the people that join us like yourself Ainsley it is not a, it's it is a coincidence but then at the same time it was meant to happen so and Jason and myself and the rest of the products the farmers the whole supply chain that supported us it's like yeah so just kind of have faith and yeah do not give up I love that. Jason, how about you? Funny, I guess I'm realizing I'm a technician in ways of being, which is weird. Maybe that's where we get our technician pieces aligned together. From a general perspective, it's really simple. You have a new idea, nurture it. That's it. That's all you do. And until you are ready to have a stalk with a flower on it, do not cut it down. Do not give it shade. Do not give it no rain. Nurture your idea. That means looking at the positive aspects of it as generally as you can and as much as you can that creates momentum of that good feeling of that initial seed idea that you had because that's how you grow things is through nurturing. There's a time for sculpting an idea. There's a time for sculpting a business where you really start to get scrutiny and you really go hard after it. But in the beginning, it's not the time for that. In the the beginning is a time for nurturing. And I've got a a very sneaking suspicion that not many people can hear this I can't even hear it half the time. I've got a sneaking suspicion that it's all about nurturing. And if you nurture great ideas and it turns out to great processes with great people, I, I really believe that's the key. So anybody that's out there starting and you have a great idea, nurture it. If you're confident, tell somebody else. If you're not, keep it to yourself because unless that per- person is going to nurture your idea, you might not be ready to hear it. Nurture it. Just keep on nurturing it because you go out in the world, a lot of people are going to tell you why it's not going to work. It's just nurture it. Nurture your capability to nurture it even. Peter, Jason, I have absolutely loved this conversation. And 
I cannot wait to continue to watch you guys grow throughout North America, throughout the globe, throughout Europe and China, and, and just really, really excited for your growth because you have a great product, but also, and maybe more importantly, because of the impact that you guys are making on the world with when your product grows and it gets into more people's homes, we're then able to have more crops that do good for the world. You guys are able to plant more seeds within the people that work with you and, and help them cultivate themselves and who they are. And you guys are really a shining light for founders, for individuals, and for businesses out there. So I'm so grateful to have you guys on the show, to have you share your story and allow this to be a way for more people to get to know your story, get to know your brand. And I know that you've absolutely helped inspire people along the way. So thank you both so much for being on the show. One more thing before we sign off here, where can people find some buck? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, simply buck, uh, simply buck.com is our website. You can find us online. We're shipping milk. Uh, the gelatos right now is going across Canada. Typically the stores we're getting into the bigger retail stores right now, West coast, you're looking at uh, everything from like your choices, um, IGA fresh street markets. Sobeys has picked us up. So look for us at thrifties and safe ways. And in Ontario, we're cracking that market right now. And it's likely that Sobeys is going to be uh, picking us up, up, up that way. And 2022 is West Coast in the States, maybe even bigger. Maybe we'll do all states. We'll see how it goes. Amazing. Thank you, Ainsley. Thank you, Ainsley, for the opportunity. And thank you for the faith and taking us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Namaste. Thank you so much, guys. That's it for this week, food friend. Thanks for tuning in. If the show helped you in any way, please go ahead and leave a rating or review of the show below. I also want to thank our sponsor one more time, the Food Brands That Sell program, the program to transform how you navigate the CPG industry and ultimately sets you up for success within it. Go ahead and get yourself on the waitlist using the link below, or you can put yourself on the waitlist at foodbrands.sellwaitlist.com. Catch you next time, food friend.